My name is Aldo Martin. And I'm Elena. And this is the Reclamation Podcast Episode Recap. Today, we are recapping this week's episode with Elena. Elena is a former member of the International Church of Christ, and she is also a listener of the Reclamation Podcast. Let's listen in as Elena shares her thoughts. All right, everyone, welcome back. We're here with Elena from 3B. Hello. And we're going to recap episode four, uh, part one of three, with Dr. Michelle Melton. So, Elena, you just heard that episode. Yes. What'd you think? I thought it was great. Uh, I was just so very happy that you had an actual therapist, clinical psychologist, as a guest. Why, why did that make you happy? Because I think she's she's a very powerful tool that we all need, that many people need. And um, I would love to hear her insight, uh, her own story, her journey, mm. or her continued story, because we hear yep. you know, part of it. And um, she can just share her insight uh, of like actual studies and actual... Um, to give actual tools to people who may need it mm. to help deal with the trauma that they have faced or are facing. Well, she she uh, she did uh, begin to share a bit of about her story. You know, mm-hmm. she came here to New York City because she thought she was in uh, You've Got Mail. That was a great movie. She thought she was going to be in part two of that movie. <laughs> you said that's a great movie? Is that yes. one of your jams? It's not. Sleepless in Seattle. Actually, I like better. Same but- thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> don't they have a third? I don't know. Anyhow, so as you're listening to Dr. Melton uh, uh, talk about her experience and even about, you know, what it means to be in a high control group, what, what came to your mind? What resonated to you about what she said or about the discussion? Oh, boy. It was, there was a lot of stuff. Um, some heavy stuff. Uh, I, she mentioned about this, um, documentary that she had watched on TV, uh, on HBO, the going clear. Yeah. And, uh, she mentioned, um, she talked a lot about fear and shame. Yeah. And uh, there's definitely a lot of that. Is that know? something you can relate to? Yes. Absolutely. So? Well, there's, she said something about, I think this is something that they said in the, uh, on the TV show, use of shame, threat of being ostracized. The threat of being considered less than yeah. is so powerful that people can still have that experience, like feel like they're in that experience. Oh, 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 wait a second. Did you just quote Dr. Michelle Melton on that? I did. And I think and, she and was, you wrote those down. I those, did. It was written on the notes. I don't think the people heard you wave the paper. Oh, uh, wave it again. There we go. All right. So she mentioned that. And I think that's something that, I don't know if those are her words exactly, or that's something she saw from the HBO special. But that was... Um, <sighs> Yes, I definitely experienced a lot of that uh, fear of speaking my mind to in church, mm. uh, and the shame of 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 what it may the outcome would be if I did speak the things that I was noticing. I mentioned what was something that you wanted to speak out on. Okay, so something major that was kind of heavy, uh, just talking about fear and shame, and um, again, why I'm so appreciative that Dr. Melton is here on the show is that something that the church did 
a lot was pretend to be doctors and therapists. And I say that because, you know, you mentioned what brings a person to, to be in a high control group or, or church, uh, cult. Yeah. And people come for all different reasons. Yeah. But some people have came to the church who had very traumatic experiences in their life, you know, prior to coming to the church. Yeah. And. Do you think that was a lot of people or just a few? I think there was a, a, quite a lot of people mm. in different degrees, varying degrees of, of trauma. Yeah. And they came and they, 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 the church met a need. But also, too, the church through time or th- caused more trauma. Yeah. And left people probably worse off than they were before. Yeah. 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 And something the church did was use scripture like a to diagnose or to treat. I want to say yeah, like, diagnose, like a prescription. To treat. Like a prescription. Like right? a prescription. Somebody somebody would come to church and be, you know, uh uh in a very low mood, right? In a low mental state, and they would prescribe to you Psalm thirty six. Yes. They would do that. They will find a scripture. <laughs> Read Psalm to thirty-six two times and address call me in the morning. whatever it is that you're going in your life, uh, going on in your life. Yeah, and they would do that a lot, and it was taught, and we perpetuated it. We we did this. Yeah. And when I'm listening to Dr. Melton, I was remembering a case, and you know, I, I feel bad, you know, thinking about it. But um, there was a a young lady that was studying the Bible. It it wasn't a friend of mine, but a uh, one of the girls in my my Bible group, uh, someone that she had met in school. And this girl was going through some traumatic stuff. I mean, it was so intense, the fact that she was also suffering from bulimia. Bulimia? Bulimia is a, a eating disorder where you force yourself, you eat and eat and eat, and then you force yourself to throw up. Okay. To relieve the pressure yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes we study the Bible with her and she'll step away to have to throw up because it was so intense or just recalling situations in her life but so she was speaking with you guys and recalling events in her life and the events were so intense that she had to step away to throw up yes it was causing that kind of reaction yes okay and it was it and and i remember thinking this is such a she needs help like she needs help but they kept the help that was passed along the advice was, well, read her the scripture. We'll make sure she comes to the church. And I'm thinking she there is no scripture in the world that's going to help this woman. She needs help. Like we 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 were not we're not equipped. We're not equipped. So the trauma is, you know, we're we're going around with our little, you know, Doc McStuffins white lab coat, our little plastic stethoscope. I'm sorry, did you say Doc McStuffins? I did. And okay. I say that because we were pre- playing pretend like we're pretend doctors. Hmm. And therapist, and it's that that's traumatic. And I I don't remember her name, and I and I hope she is alive and well. Um, but this is trauma, and we we did not help, and that's why I'm grateful that Doctor you know Melton is on the show, that because she can yeah. really give advice and you know clinical advice. Let me ask you this then: <clears throat> Why do you think they didn't help? Do you think that the the leaders of the church or members of the church were, do you think their hearts were in the right place, that they wanted to do what was best, or they just, they just didn't know how, or they didn't want to do what was right, or they just wanted to 
I guess, toe the company line? I would say the last thing, toe the company line. I think they were just on this mission of, you know, what they would call seek and save the lost, go and, and you know, scripture. They're so bent on just scripture, scripture, Getting scripture. Getting new membership. That, right, that's right. They wanted her to become a member. Yeah, when you, when you say seek and save the lost, uh, for those of you who are not a member of this church, that means just go get new people, baptize new members. And and that's that's really what the mission was. And along the way, in the uh, in the first episode, um, I referred to the group as the church as a revolving door. Yes. Right. You remember that? Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? The church being a revolving door. I I think that's an accurate uh, description. Yeah. What makes Be- you say that? Because it, th- that was the main mission to get people, and if people decide to leave, oh well, we can always get more. And it's not like there's no follow up. Like maybe there's something going on. That's why the person had to step away. There was no, there was none of that. There was no care. No, there was, there was no, no care. care. No, and anytime somebody walked away, it was their fault. Their fault, and it was because they were turning the back on God. It had nothing to do with that. There's people had stuff going on. Yeah. You know, and they didn't understand. They didn't take the time to care. Like people were not people. Yeah. It's like they weren't human. No. <laughs> Almost. No, it was just members. Right, membership. it was just numbers, you know, a stat, you know, like I said that before, like statistics, you know, stack the numbers, and it became like a, a I guess, competition between different regions, yeah. uh, New York or different parts of the, the New York. Um, how many people? How many members? So they can talk about it on Sundays and and, and meetings and conferences. Well, we're doing this, and we've got and this brag many. about it, right? But then they they forgot the human element. You know, and that's was very traumatic for many people, and 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 it's tra- traumatizing for me because I'm I'm listening to this, and I listening, remember listening to what Dr. Melton's you know uh, segment the last episode, and thinking about how when I heard the advice given to this young lady, just study the Bible and this and that, and I remember thinking in my head like, are you kidding me? Like, no, this no 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 no, but I was afraid to say, listen. We, we, this is, we can't, we're not, we're doing wrong by her. What, what made you afraid to say that? Because, you know, going back to this quote, use of shame, threat of being ostracized. There's a threat of being, I don't want them to embarrass me or just, you know, make me an example or get me in a group and say, well, this, that, you know, you're not being faithful or just something. I didn't want to be embarrassed by them and I didn't want them to put me out Mm. and have that stigma of being, oh, well, she's difficult or whatever. and, And I didn't want all that stuff. Yeah. But I also know that that, you know, things I talked about red flags, that was a major one, but it's kind of like, I don't know. You know, there was a lot of fear and, and shame. Yeah. You know, and, and I hate to say that, but, you know, it's what, it was like with a heavy heart. I'm listening to this like, well, man, there was there was a lot of this going on. You know, you know we, I, we said <clears throat> things to people that it was. I, I wonder, as you're saying these things, I wonder if former members who are listening, um, to these episodes, to Dr. Melton's uh, 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 conversation and listening to you, I wonder if they are also reliving moments, you know, of them in the church when they saw something that was wrong, you know, that they wanted to speak up against and, and really couldn't, you know, just mm-hmm. were in a situation where, you know, you, 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 you really couldn't because Dr. Melton is right that that threat of being ostracized and kicked out was real. It was real. And, and- sometimes they would say it outright. Like, you know, you will, you know, we, you don't want to be, well, what are this? I'm trying to think of the terms, but it's, it's a lot of times they didn't actually say it directly. 
It was implied. What was implied? That, you know, you, you will have to leave or they'll try to use other examples. And then when you hear those examples, you didn't want to be that. Yeah. Or considered yeah. one of those people. Yeah. You know, so it was a lot of the, uh, sometimes indirect threat. Yeah. Yeah. And that alone, you know, was was a scary. Was there was there anything else in uh, in the conversation that stood out to you with uh, Dr. Melton? Well, that was the main thing because that just brought up that mem that memory. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just overall, my overall thought after listening to that was just I'm glad that you and cousin Eddie are are doing this podcast because it gives people the opportunity to um visit that time you know to to maybe it's the first time there these people are uh people are willing to open up and talk about it and share what actually happened maybe this is their first time um dr you know melton talked about you know just five years ago was the first time she's like okay i'm ready to you know unpack this and uh many maybe people who are listening now or are feeling the same way this is okay i'm ready yeah you know it's it's funny you should say that because i was um as we're we're as we're doing this podcast and people are reaching out from different parts of the country and from different parts of the world, uh, <clears throat> I was speaking with a young man who who told me that he just recently started to come to grips with the fact that he was in a group that could be considered a cult mm -hmm. or high control group, and and just two months ago, just two months ago, and he's been gone uh, for. About 15, 14 years. Wow. So just two months ago, he's yeah. starting to really come to grips with it, you know? And and I think that might be the case for a lot of us, mm -hmm. right? Where we... Listen, for me, I didn't really understand or really get into... Man, I was in a cult until uh, maybe 10 years ago. Um, I was watching a documentary on, on, uh, on Jim Jones and mm -hmm. the Jonestown Massacre, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and just sitting there with just like a paralyzing fear or horror of what I was watching and recognizing that it was similar, not all the way, mm -hmm. but there were some similarities yes. between, you know, our organization and, and that organization. And it, 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 it made me embarrassed. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, I can't tell anybody I was part of something like that. Yeah. So that's what made me realize like, and that was years after I left. Right. Another mm -hmm. thing that made me think about it was, have you ever read the book, The Giver? Yes. Now think about The Giver. The Giver is about this supposed utopia. But this boy lives in this town where everything is controlled. Mm -hmm. Everything is controlled. Everything you do, say, see, right, and think is controlled. And it really reminded me of the church in some regards. Um, uh, for those of you who've read The Giver, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who've never read The Giver, it's a good read. Check it out. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, give away much more of it. Okay. So going back to what I was saying, um, I think that it's it's great that Dr. Melton is um, on the show. Because although you and Cousin Eddie have amazing voices. Oh, thank you. Why, <laughs> why thank you? <laughs> amazing voices. 
But the two of you are not <laughs> clinical psychologists. You're not. No, we're not therapists <laughs> at all. Let's underline that. All right, but we are you, cousin Eddie and I are not therapists by any stretch right, of the imagination. Right, but you are doing a great job of of, of making people feel uh, welcome or or you know okay to to to, to unpack this. Yeah, thank so, you. So uh, I have a qu- question for you because cousin Eddie has a lot of great questions. Yeah. Um, how does he come to play? How, how does he come? Uh, what's his role? How does, how does cousin Eddie fit into all this? Yes. All right. So cousin Eddie is, is, is not a church member. Mm-hmm. He's not a former church member okay. of this organization at all. As a matter of fact, I, uh, when I left in 2003, uh, cousin Eddie and I, we became friends after I left. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've been friends ever since. I just thought it would be an interesting idea to 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 just tell this story to him, mm-hmm. right? So, as the the audience, as these guys, as the audience is hearing these stories for the first time or reliving them in some cases, cousin Eddie is hearing it for the first time too. Mm. So when I'm telling him about all these other things, if you listen to episode one, two, and three, it's me telling him, and it's the first time he's hearing these things. Mm-hmm. The same thing, same same thing as the audience. Excuse me. Same thing with Doctor Melton, right? I know Doctor Melton, I've known her for years. He's never met her, mm. so he's Which so we're, he's a, he has really great honest questions. Yeah, so we're introducing him to this world mm-hmm. the same way we're introducing the audience to this world. Right. So cousin Eddie is an extension of the audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes you sense. know. So so it, it's out there. It's out there. Well. Elena from 3B. Yes. Thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for your comments. And we thank you for the conversation. <laughs>